Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. Amen. Hallelujah. We're in the house of the Lord. Woo! Oh, man, it feels so good. Doesn't it feel so good? I love seeing all of you. I'm going to hug you all. So, it's really interesting, Rob's prophetic prayer today because he doesn't know this it's really interesting how we operate around here you would think you know we're not like planned everything out five months in advance what we're going to do but what we do is we just listen to the holy spirit and i give my word based on whatever i hear the holy spirit saying rob prophesies whatever the holy spirit's saying they uh i don't tell anybody what songs to sing it's like i'd like for you to sing xyz and it's got to be you know that's not how it happens we all lean in and then we all tell it never fails the same story every sunday so the name of my message this morning is the awakening the awakening come on hallelujah it's confirmation by a witness of two or three. You know it is God. Amen. All right. I know I'm loud because I'm happy because I'm an extrovert and I just got let out of jail. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Such a good day. I was like, <laughs> let's get there early. I know. Freedom is right. All right. Uh, so uh, I just... Uh, I have to tell you this great story. It's kind of a metaphor to where I want to go today, so bear with me. Anyway, um, so John and I have been in our housely prison, um, and we've lived in our house now about six years, and uh, so we never really noticed that our backyard, it has a lot of potential, but it's really not that great, but we never really noticed it, you know? It's like... We've just been living there, and we've been in our backyard, and it never even occurred to us that our backyard, really on a scale of 1 to 10, our backyard was like a 2. I mean, the bushes are old, and they're dying. You know when they get so old, and they all start turning yellow, and then they all the leaves are kind of falling off their bushes, and, and then, you know, the grass is dead, and the, you know, but we're like, hey, we love it. There we were, living in our backyard all these years, and it never occurred to us that our backyard was a two. And then we, like, over this thing that we've just gone through, and we'll talk about that in a minute, I, we never really noticed it, and all of a sudden we woke up. Like, we, we, all of a sudden we saw our backyard with these new eyes, and we said, our backyard's a two. <laughs> we got to do something about this. So we decided, we came up with a plan, and we decided that we were going to tear everything out, you know. We were going to get rid of all that bad stuff, you know. And uh, so we tore out all of these old bushes that had been there for like 20, 30 years. Well, so then we tore out all the grass, and then we tore out all the monkey grass, and then we tore out, and I mean, the whole thing just, it's crazy what we've been able to accomplish, you know, and we're doing a lot of the work ourselves. And so uh, yesterday, as we're there, I'm sure there's some sort of, you know, spiritual metaphor to this, but yesterday we're, uh, you know, I'm like digging around and I'm trying to level out different parts of, of the backyard. And, um, and there's, there's all these roots that you can't see that are underneath the soil from old plants that had been there. 
And, and I'm like, oh, well, we got to get these roots up. Well, you know, so I've got a, my little shovel. So I'm like, <laughs> like the shovel's bending. And I'm thinking these roots, are they're not coming up. And I'm like, honey, the roots, they're not coming up. What do I do? And so John, he's a farm boy, old farm boy. And he said, oh, hey, let me get you a, what did you call it? It's a grubbing hoe. Let me get you a grubbing hoe. And I'm like, okay. We, I didn't even know we had one of those, but okay. The extent of my gardening goes, oh, we've got a rake and a shovel. Oh, yeah, and a broom. Okay, those are the three things that I actually know the name of. So he pulls, he gives, he brings this thing out with a point on one side and like this long axe on the other. And he hands it to me. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome. What do I do with it? Well, you hit the you hit the the root and you'll get it up. You'll cut it in two and break it up. And so I'm like, okay, so I do this, and I'm like, and this little wiry wimpy arm like got nowhere. And I said, I can't do it. It's too heavy. And he's like, there's no I can't do it in landscaping. So I just had to show you this because this is how our day went yesterday. Uh, Ruben, can you play the video? So this is my husband. He said, this is how we do it. All right, ladies, now that's a man. I said, how do you, I don't understand. You just are, you're, you keep hitting it in the same place and it's like how accurate you are. And he's like, I was raised on the farm. I used to cut wood with an ax and I'm thinking, wow, you were so hot right now. <laughs> Not kidding you, that's how it goes around my house. Anyway, <clears throat> so about landscaping. So here's what I feel like. There's a metaphor happening here. Here's what I feel like's been happening. You know, the Lord said, uh, gave me a dream back when this all this nonsense started with the Corona Rona. <clears throat> Don't sing the song. That's not a good song. Anyway, when it, when it all started, he gave me this dream, and he said, you guys have heard me uh, talk about this. He said, I'm not calling it the coronavirus. I'm calling it the homecoming. And so... The Lord knows the beginning from the end, right? The end from the beginning, he knows it all. Bam, 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 bam. He knows what's going on. He knows what's going on behind the scenes. He knows what's going on before the scenes. He knows what's going on around, around the scenes. Up, under, side, side, back, forward, forward, back. Anyway, you get the idea. So, so he's calling it the homecoming. And so what was happening there with John and I, is that we'd lived in our house for six years, but we didn't have the eyes to see the true condition of our backyard until we actually had to take a step back and come home. And so the Lord has been doing something supernaturally. Now, granted, I've spent a lot of time in that backyard. It wasn't the time that caused me to wake up. It was the Holy Spirit that caused me to wake up and see that the condition of my backyard wasn't what I thought it was. And so once we realized it, we said, okay, we've got to do something about this. And I believe right now that the body of Christ is in that same place of transition. And I don't know if you saw the condition of my backyard in that, that 
that video, but it's not good. I mean, everything right now is all torn up. Somebody wanted to come over and bring their kids over and swim in my pool tomorrow, and I said, oh, no, you can't do that. It's all torn up. I mean, there's like, it's amazing what you'll find when you start digging in your yard. I found a little plastic soldier, and I'm like, wow, that was like three feet down. <laughs> okay, whatever. Balls, I'm finding tennis balls buried. I'm, uh, it's just incredible. Glass, plastic. I found uh, yogurt cups buried. I mean, just incredible. I'm just saying, again, another metaphor. You start digging in the garden of your heart, and you may find an old yogurt cup. That's right. Preach it. All right, so um, we're going to start turning your Bibles to the book of Haggai. Now, you've heard me talking about this for about a year now, maybe more. We are in the book of Haggai. The time and the season that we're in as a body of Christ is we are in the book of Haggai. Well, what happens in the book of Haggai is that the Lord begins to take his people he begins to challenge them, and he begins to say, okay, look, you guys are building, but you're actually not building what I want you to build. You're building, but you're not building the way I want you to build. And so he sends in a prophet named Haggai. You notice there's no kids. You never see a kid named Haggai. Anyway, so he sends in Haggai, and he's like, bring the word of the Lord. And so he said, bring the truth to them. Bring the word of the Lord that will shift them out of thinking that they're a 10, but in actuality, they're really a 2. And, and so the way that they're building and the things that they're building actually are a 2, meaning he said here, listen, uh, you guys are sowing, but yet you're bringing in little. Uh, in verse 6, uh, you eat, but you don't have enough. You drink. You're not filled with drink. You're, you're, you're clothed, but you're still cold. You're, you're, you're eating food, but you're not filled. And he's like, so, so you're, you're putting forth the effort, but you're not getting a return on your investment. You're putting forth a lot of energy and everything, but yet there's, you're not satisfied. And so he tells them, consider your ways. I'm, gonna sh I'm about to shift you, and I'm about to do something because the way that you're doing it is wrong. You're, what you're building is not me. That's what he was saying to them. So he says to them this. <clears throat> he tells them this. And, of course, what do they do? They humble themselves. They repent. They turn. And they say, okay, yes, God. And then he says this in, where are we? La, la, la. Verse 14. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, the governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and they worked on the house of the Lord, their God. So they began, they left working on their house, building their house, and they said, we're going to be about the God's business. We're going to come over here and we're going to begin to work on the Lord's house. That word stirred up means they were awakened. It's an awakening, which means their eyes, all of a sudden, it had, their eyes were clouded and they couldn't see clearly. They couldn't see the condition of their own lives and the things that they were building were not right. 
And so he tells them, come out of that. Don't build that way. And so that's really what I want to talk to you about because what happened is they had an awakening. And once they had an awakening, then everything began to get shaken. Same thing in my backyard. What happened? I began, to, I had an awakening at the condition of my backyard. And I'm like, dang, it's a two. I didn't know it was a two. I've had so many people in this backyard and it's been a two this whole time. And so then, but, but then he said, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. You are in a shaking. He is shaking your eyes and your ears and you're like, hmm, you know what? Things aren't the way I thought they were. I thought things were one way, but they're actually another. And this is happening all across the earth. People are beginning to wake up to a different reality than when coronavirus started. See, again, the world is saying coronavirus, but the Lord is saying, I'm bringing you home so that you can build according to my way. I'm waking you up so you can start to clean out your garden and prepare for the new seeds that are about to be planted and are going to grow exponentially. Amen? All right. Change the way you build. Consider your ways. Uh, so, again, a lot of you right now probably look like my backyard, like your lives. You're like, I don't know what to do because I haven't been working and I haven't now, I've got all this debt or this stuff is happening and everything's been on pause and I don't know how to restart this engine and we're looking at the economy and all these people are saying all this stuff and you're like, what is going to happen? And, um, and like my backyard, the Lord is saying, listen, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken so that you'll come to the desire of all nations, meaning you'll come to Jesus. And you're, you'll begin to lean on the leadership of Jesus again and not rely on your own strength. Um, so being stirred out of slumber, that's kind of where we are. There's an awakening happening in the body of Christ. Isaiah 56.10 says this, his watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. The Lord during our times of prayer has really been taking us to task and really talking to us about the leadership in his church. And we've been doing a lot of standing in the gap on behalf, not standing in judgment, but just responding to the word of the Lord. And he is saying, my priests and my prophets are drunk and asleep. They didn't understand the day and the hour. They were not watching. So therefore, the enemy has risen up in the land and in the nations and has a stronghold that now is going to have to be defeated by the remnant of God's people who he is raising up in this hour. But I just want to encourage you because you are ready and we are awake we are awake. And it's kind of like the, the show, um, the movie, The Matrix. You know, here these people are, they're just hanging out, man. You know, going about, man, I'm going to work, going home, watching movie, doing social media. Yeah, got a good life. You're going to go out to a restaurant, going to go to another restaurant. Whoops, going to go to another restaurant. Man, don't you love a restaurant? I haven't held a menu in my hand in like 60 days. 
except for the one in my own house. And I keep saying, this ain't no restaurant. You get over here and eat what I cooked. <laughs> anyway. Where was I? I was about to say something. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Matrix. So you got a blue pill, you got a red pill. What pill are you going to take? Well, we're going to take the red pill. We got to get out of the system. We got to get out of a system that has entrapped us. And you guys hear me talk about Zerubbabel all the time. Dude, we're coming out of Babylon. Babylon means confusion. Babylon means you ain't got no clue. It's like, I don't know. I don't, what are you talking about? All that stuff's going on. I didn't know all that stuff's going on. Who knew all that stuff's going on? Well, now I know. Uh, once that door gets cracked, then that door leads to something. It's called uh, a flood of awakening. And all of a sudden you're like, things are not the way I thought they were. So this is who we are. Ruben, are you listening to me? Can you put up my picture? This is who we are. Look. Okay, you see how well that worked. <clears throat> okay, boys, follow along. I know I'm going fast, but there it is. It's not a great picture. We are awake. And actually, once you get awake, do you know you can't go back to sleep? Once you're awakened and you know the truth, the truth does what? Sets you free. Once you're free, you can't go back to being a slave because you're like, no, wait, I know the truth. And so now I know that what I was knowing or what I, where I was living was a lie. And I had been taken captive, but now not only is my heart free, but my mind is free as well. Amen? So the church is actually waking up. So now that we're awake, what should we be doing? We're going to be watching. And I don't know, uh, how many of you have listened to President Trump's uh, messages where he's talking, he's talking about an invisible war. He keeps talking about that there's an invisible war, and he keeps saying, I'm a wartime president, and we're all like, what are you talking about? Well, he knows a lot more than you know. He knows a lot more about what's going on than you know. And you know how you find out? You pray. You're like, because I know somebody else that knows, and I have a direct line to that guy that knows. Not only do I have a direct line to that guy that knows, but I know I have a direct line to the guy that knows that now is going to tell me, and then he's going to tell me how to defeat the enemy. And, and, and partner with those that are trying to bring about good in America. So this is a war right now. There's, a, there's several levels of this war, but this war is really a war of information. Primarily, it's a war of words, and we know that. Why do we know that? Because the Bible tells us that there will be a war, that one seed will war against the other seed, right? The seed of Satan and the seed of Christ. These two will war against one another. What is the seed? The seed is the word. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the word, okay? So how do you war? You war with the word because our words will trump their words. And all you got to do is you got to say, oh, you said this? Well, hold on a minute. Let me get, okay, Jesus, thank you. You gave me the word to speak over that word. And so, therefore, I'm going to tell the truth. Here's the truth. That may be a fact, but here's the truth. It trumps the fact. Amen? So, when you hear uh, President Trump talking about 
fake news over and 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 over. And you're like, why will he not get off of this? Why? Because the Lord is using his mouth to actually do something. He's going in and he's saying, wake up because what you thought it was is not the truth of what it was. Now, he is a Cyrus. You have to understand, look, he's not a saint. He's a Cyrus. There's a difference. Cyrus, God used Cyrus, and he was a Babylonian king, okay? So we're not looking. I don't want a president that's a pope. I want, you know, the Lord to use this man, and so he can use this man as long as we'll pray. Amen? So you have two houses that were being built in the book of Haggai. You have... And, and that are being built in the earth right now. You have the house of Babylon, which is confusion, control, and manipulation. And you have the house of God, which is the house of the spirit and the house of truth. Okay? So turning your Bibles to the book of James, chapter 2. I've been seeing, I don't know if anybody else has been doing this, but I've been seeing um, 222 all the time. Yeah, I mean, like like my microwave will stop at 2.22, my, you know, I mean, every clock in town, I'm like, are they stuck on this? I'm exiting on exit 22, I'm, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's crazy. Okay, where's the book of James? James, the book of James. All right, are you there? Okay, it's James, right, let's start in uh, 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by faith and by works faith was made perfect? And I always thought that this was about works like, yo de do, let's work. You know, let's get out the hoe. What's it called, babe? The hoe? Grubbing hoe. Let's get out the grubbing hoe. We're all going to work with the grubbing hoe. But that's not what he's really talking about. He's actually talking about um, working meaning what you believe. What you believe, there will be evidence. The work is the evidence. The work is the evidence of what you believe. So so there is evidence of what you believe, okay? So I just wanted to, to create that foundation as we move on to James chapter 3, verse 13. Okay, so... No, I'm going to read it out of my notes. I can't read that. And I can't get one of those really big Bibles because, you know, that's weighs more than the grubbing hoe. <laughs> All right. Um, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where every envy, where, ev where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. This is the house of Babylon that is built on earthly wisdom. You see, what's happening right now in the world is that there are people out there that are not like you. And they have ideology about how to build and how to prosper. So they have these, and, 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 and 
the people that I'm talking about are the people who are the wealthy, uber wealthy kings of the earth. They are devising plans about what the earth is supposed to look like. They have this utopian ideology that has shown itself and revealed itself before in different regimes throughout time. Let's create the perfect world. So in doing so, what we need to do is we need to control the people that we determine are unworthy or become a hindrance on society. That was seen, and I, I think a picture of this, which was really a picture of the Antichrist at the end of the age, was in Germany during World War II when Adolf Hitler arose, and what he did is he began to pick winners and losers based on his demonic ideology, okay? The house of Babylon, the house of confusion. So what they do is they begin to devise a plan behind the scenes and they begin to project information that will get the people of the land to agree with their demonic plans. Yep, I'm going there. <laughs> All right. So, you got the other house. Let's keep reading. Verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is purer than peaceable gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And so he's saying, this is the house. This is the other house. This is the house that in the book of Haggai, he was saying, stop trying to build your own kingdom. Come over here, consider your ways, come over here and do it my way. And what happens is that you're going to access wisdom that is heavenly wisdom and you can begin to build this kind of life and this kind of situation, this kind of temple, this kind of house, and it's going to be a house of God. So now what we have <clears throat> is a situation in the earth where we have the enemy um, and the... Um, with the ideology that is not from God, trying to create a world, and they've constructed a web of wisdom um, that honestly has caught the church unprepared. Because the church, rolling into this, I don't know about you, but I, and this, I throw myself in this category, because God, through his sovereign wisdom, put the church in a big old fat time out to say, while you're there, I'm going to talk to you. And I'm going to begin to wake you up so that you can see the truth of what's going on behind the scenes. And you think it's the Wizard of Oz, but it's just a little guy turning knobs. And the, the veil is being pulled back on a lot of what we misunderstood and thought. Now, if we are watching church, we should be able to discern when we hear a lie. I remember when they announced Benghazi. I remember when Benghazi happened. Like the next day, they started talking about this video. 
And they started telling, you know, they were spinning the, you know, and, and I thought immediately my spirit said, that's a lie. I didn't need to be told that's a lie. I knew that was a lie. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord, which is the truth of God, because what do I do? I spend a lot of time in prayer. What do you do? You spend a lot of time in prayer. Therefore, if you're looking at the real, real thing, you're going to know the counterfeit when it shows up. But if you're looking at the counterfeit or you're not looking at the real thing, you're not going to know. You're not going to be able to discern. So when this whole thing with coronavirus came up, I was like, this isn't true. Something's wrong here. And I kept going around and people kept saying, oh, it's true. Because they say it's true. Oh, it's going to be. And they began to, the, the bullet points and everything that the media was feeding us, they were repeating. And I'm like, I'm telling you, my spirit's going, this is not, this, something's not right. Something's not right. Something's not right. This isn't true. This isn't true. We're being fed a lie. This is not true. And so I had to kind of wrestle that out with myself because you say those kind of things. Let me tell you how popular you are. I mean, I had people in my own family coming against me. And I just said, no, something else is going on here. This is not true. We should have the, we should have an antenna that is like a BS meter in the church where you're like, mm -mm, that, that's not right. Why? Why? So I can rebel? No, not necessarily, kind of, whatever. But so I can begin to say the truth over that lie. Because somebody's got to be speaking on behalf of God. And they've got to have the word of the Lord that begins to bring the lie down. Because if you'd been here or you listened to over the past couple of weeks, you know the end of the story. You know that there's a one-world government being planned. You know there's a one-world religion. You know there's a one-world financial system, health system. You know that they're all plotting and planning, and you know. And but what's the church supposed to do? Nothing. No. Psh, forget that. That's not the plan I signed up for. Not just to be carried off and have no. Well, oh, okay, sorry. I'm gonna hide away and be scared. No. I'll tell you who I am gonna be. This is who you are. Can you put my next slide up? This is who we are, right there, okay? God did not leave us as orphans. He did not leave us as orphans. He left an army in the earth to get the sword of the Lord and begin to thrust the enemy through. Joel's army is in the earth. God told me Joel's army is in the earth. Now, I want to give you some statistics, in February, the prediction was going to be there were 2 million deaths. There were going to be 2 million deaths. We're all going to die. Oh, my gosh. And they, they, all these fear tactics. You can't talk to somebody. If you're in the same county with anyone, they'll give it to you. And they're going to leave it on every surface that they ever touch. And if you ever touch that surface, that surface it's going to get you. Well, they've already shown several universities, four universities in America have done research on the coronavirus, and they said, one, it's not as contagious as they said it was. And two, it doesn't remain on the surfaces as long as they said it does. So now, so, so we had all the experts from the WHO tell us these things. 
So we shut everything down and all the data and projections were wrong. All of it was wrong. All their data and all their projections were wrong, but we shut the whole economy down worldwide. So here's what the truth is. The CDC just released the new numbers. American population is 300 million and less than 12,000 have died from COVID-19. 12,000, 12,000. Now, every life is precious. But see, what you don't know is that people die every day of all kinds of things. And you're not usually aware of it. If, if we were on the news every day, well, Uncle Fred died. Aunt Sally. Here's all their families. I mean, we would feel pretty bad. But they don't do that. They don't, that's not on the news. People die every day. In the state of Texas, we have 29 people. 29 million. 29 people. They're all in this room. <laughs> Ah, words. They're, they're, they're there somewhere. Texas has 29 million people. 683 people died. We, sat, we, we, we shut down the economy. People have lost businesses that were lifelong dreams. They've lost all their money. They've lost their homes. They've lost their cars. They're in debt. Think about the stress that that's put on people. 683 people and this was by we we had a conference call with the um not just us of course there were other people on the line but with the governor's office and um what do you call him not the not the vice governor lieutenant governor thank you thank you rob yeah yeah civics 101 um he said 75 percent of the people that died 75 percent of the 683 people were elderly that had other sicknesses and the virus they didn't die of the covid actually the other covid just kind of sent them over the edge 75 percent i'm sorry my voice just got really high i mean but come on Something else is going on. And we've got to get our BS meter up that says, wait a minute, this isn't right. If it's not right, then what is right? If this isn't the truth, what is the truth? And the Lord tells us, look, I want you to be, I want you to be meek, but I want you to be wise. Use wisdom, and it's wisdom from heaven. He did not leave us orphans. He did not leave us orphans, but he gave us everything that we need to be part of his army. And God's what God is doing right now. He's waking up an army. He is waking up a sleeping giant, the American church, where we're like, hmm, uh, wait, this isn't what I thought it was. You were created to be warriors. You were created to have the sword of the Lord and to stab the enemy through and to say, no, not on my watch, so that we're watching, so that we can begin to move things forward. So how do we wake up? Well, James chapter 4 tells us, humility cures worldliness. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. 
And he also tells us this in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. He said, listen, when all of this stuff comes upon you, if you will humble yourselves and pray, I will come and heal your land. And so now is the time that we should be on the wall, getting the word of the Lord to cause everything that the enemy is doing to come down. Because I will tell you, this is not done. We are not finished. And they are still scheming and will continue to scheme until the end of the age. But there are children it, caught up in, in human trafficking. There are uh, all kinds of evil, satanic cults happening. There are things that are going on in the earth that the church is totally unaware of. But you are waking up. Therefore, God is not going to wake you up to leave you, but he's waking you up to equip you. Shameless plug for EJS. You need to go to EJS. Put on the full armor of God. Get prepared. And I heard the Lord say this morning, he said, how long will you falter between two opinions? Church, how long will you falter between two opinions? You are either with me or you, or you are with Satan. You are either with me, you're either building your house or you're building my house. And God is dividing these two houses in this hour. And I want to encourage you. And I think uh, Rob had the word this morning, or it was Lindsay, one of you. You're married. Just a, a little bit of prayer. A little bit of prayer. And I want to tell you, for those of you who say, I can't pray. I struggle with prayer. I don't know how to pray. La, 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 whatever it is. Let me tell you something. God did not create a way to connect with him and then leave you out of that scenario. There is no such thing. And there's not one person on this earth that cannot pray. I have a three-part series on YouTube, how to pray. One, two, and three. You should go listen to that. All right, so I just want to pray over you. Why don't you go ahead and stand? I know today was long, but I had to show you the video of John. So here's what I'm asking the Lord for in the spirit. I'm asking for the axe to take the axe to the root of prayerlessness, to take the axe to the root of building your houses, your own way. And this morning, I just think he's looking for a yes. Just that yes, that weak yes that goes, you know, okay. Yes, God, yes. I just want to do things your way. I want to consider my ways. I want to, I want to look at my landscape and see if this needs pruning. If I need to go in and begin to dig some stuff up that keeps me from you. If I need to go in and begin to harvest some things that aren't profitable or, or, or not harvest, but tear up some things that are not profitable. You know, all things, Paul said, there's a lot of stuff I can do, but not all of it is profitable to me. And so I've got to really, in, in this season, you're not, as John said, we're not where we were yesterday. Okay. Your eyes are open. They should be open. You should be looking for the truth because you know that everything else is a lie. It's a lie. 
If that's a lie, what's really going on? And how can I partner with God to begin to see the prosperity of God's people and the kingdom of heaven come into the land? Amen. So, Father, I ask you, just raise your hands. God, we say yes to you today.